walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I am your host, the hardest part of the ring. <clears throat> to repeat, I am the hardest part of the ring nobody else i am the hardest part of the ring but anyways we got some extreme championship wrestling on the way today what show we covering well i'll take a deep breath before this one ecw barbed wire hoodies and choke slams 1995. Wow, wow, wow. What a mouthful. <laughs> but that being said, this up this is we have a hilarious episode for you today. Um both because of the show that we're talking about, the show that we're recapping and uh the guests that I had on today, but um Barbed wire hoodies and choke slams. I I have never heard of this show. I saw this on the list of shows that have happened, and was like, "Is that a real show or is this a uh, what is this like a uh, hold on hold on I have a funny joke." <clears throat> Barbed wire hoodies and choke slams. Is that is that a is that a wrestling show or a, like a store name? <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll workshop that and edit something funnier in post. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, I've never heard of this show. But that being said, lots of major happenings on this show in the middle of 1995. We got the debut of Francine. We have the debut of New Jack and Mustafa. We have Gangrel making it <laughs> Gangrel? What? But he's here. As the vampire warrior Gangrel is. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it. It feels like an acid trip watching what's happening on this show. But uh, really interesting show to watch, but a really fun show to talk about with my. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot. <laughs> I just fucking almost glazed over the barbed wire main event. It's a barbed wire match for the ECW world title. Cactus Jack versus Sandman. Yes, this feud uh, continuing on from the past few shows. But now we uh, we take off the ring ropes and replace them with barbed wire. 
the the more famous one, I think, is the the one in '97, I believe. I could be wrong on the year. Go fuck yourself if I am. But Sabu versus Terry Funk that happened in ECW. That's the one that I think everybody thinks about. This one I think goes under the radar for most people. Sandman versus Cactus Jack. So insanity from start to finish. I mean, the show starts out with the hockey mascots fighting. You got debuts, you got WWF people there, and now you, now we got people mutilating each other with barbed wire to close out the show. So it's a journey, it's a roller coaster. But uh, to join me on this roller coaster of a show are Jacob and Javon from the Hardest Part of the Ring podcast. That's right. The Hardest Part of the Ring is joining the Hardest Part of the Ring on the apron bump <laughs> to talk about fucking Gangrel. I know this is what you all wanted. So who's harder between us two? I, I guess I'll let you guys be the judge of that. But uh, <laughs> so, but uh, yes, the, Javon, Jacob and uh, their host, Teron Bishop, who was unable to join us on this episode. But we'll get him on a, uh, a future episode for sure. Really entertaining guys. Uh, they have a great podcast, really entertaining group of guys over there. So go check them out. The hardest part of the ring podcast they cover uh, you know, current day wrestling, some of the highlights, the other scuttlebutt backstage news, predictions, stuff like that. Really, really entertaining group of guys. And you'll uh, you'll you'll tell that by listening to this episode. So that's the hardest part of the ring podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So to really confuse your podcast feed there. But um, yeah, with that being said, let's get to it. ECW barbed wire hoodies and choke slams 1995 with myself and Jacob and Javon from the hardest part of the ring podcast. So speaking of your podcast, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, how did you uh, guys come up with the hardest part of the ring name? So um, honestly, so what happened was um, one of our former, uh, well, he's still, he's still around from time to time, but our, our original <laughs> Mark, uh, his, uh -huh. name is, uh, his name is already his name's Keith and uh originally this is the our podcast was the brainchild of them two um and then I kind of stumbled in because I was in college at the time and I was studying audio production and studying um, broadcast journalism and everything and mm -hmm. next thing you know I had to come up with kind of like a like a senior project kind of like a hey you know show us kind of like a showcase type deal and I, they had approached me and they were like, hey, you know, we want to do this podcast, um, you know, about pro wrestling. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. I love pro wrestling, you know, that kind of deal. And they were like, we already got the name. We already got all this stuff planned out and everything. And I was like, OK, cool. So what's the name? And they were like, well, it's basically Adam Cole or uh, Michael Cole's catchphrase, you know, mm -hmm. slammed into the hardest part of the ring. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, magic happens. And here we are, man. And then, then we're here. That's because. The reason I ask is because um, because the way my podcast started out, uh, it actually started out with an Instagram. So before I was doing any podcast, I was just I had a wrestling Instagram dedicated to wrestling. And okay. um, it was like off the fly. I was like, yeah, I'll make an Instagram. What do I call it? And it, the hardest part of the ring came to mind because it's just a funny thing. Like it's like a it's kind of an inside jokey thing, but you can tell it's about wrestling. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I thought about it for like 20 seconds. I'm like, whatever. This, right. this is my Instagram. So it was the hardest part of the ring was my Instagram. And then like a month later, I was like, you know what? Let's start a podcast. 
And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I kind of have a bit of a following on my Instagram. So I might as well just carry that name over into a podcast. So I was like, yeah, but, but first, let's see if there's another podcast that already has that name. And then lo and behold, they're right in my backyard. These motherfuckers <laughs> already took the name. <laughs> I was like, oh, whatever. I'm like, I'm never going to listen to these guys. Hey, they took my name. And then I like stumbled upon you guys, whatever it was like a month or two ago. And I'm like, Virginia Beach. Cause you like said something about going to the AEW show, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Or was it SmackDown? Or did you guys go to both as well? Well, we went to both, but I think that we first had our, um, our first interaction due to, uh, um, due to the AEW show, so yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's where it was. Okay, yeah, because I went to both too. I don't know. Uh, I got there's a lot of people, obviously. So <laughs> right, um, the AEW show was packed. Like it was a lot of yeah. people compared to SmackDown. Um, oh, I don't think we talk about that. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which show did you guys enjoy more, the SmackDown or the the AEW Dynamite Rampage? Well, I guess it was like four well, shows, but I know I can't speak for Javon, um, but the four and a half hours of dynamite and rampage were my favorite part of those two shows by far. Um, but Javon's kind of a Roman reign simp. So, mm. you know, Girl, a lot of ones in the air that night. Oh, we yes, were there too. We, four, we had our ones. hours is way too long y'all. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I'm, I kind of agree. I mean, I feel like the, like the energy, I mean, both crowds, I think were hot. I feel like Norfolk, like this area, for whatever reason, has hot crowds generally for that type of stuff. Um, maybe it's because they don't come here like super often, whatever it is. But yeah. um, it was a cool experience. It's a cool experience. But um, but yeah, so <laughs> a stark contrast, though, to current day wrestling is ECW barbed wire hoodies and choke slams. Uh, did you guys both get a chance to watch the show? Oh, for sure. We were just talking about it Uh when I was watch when I was watching it, uh, just you know, to have some notes for the pod and everything. Yeah. Um, and Javon and I were just talking about the main event, you know, off and on because I just hadn't I hadn't really seen Sandman like that before. Like not in like in like shirtless. the idea of his action, but just kind of like, yeah, shirtless, but then also with like the Lex Luger's little brother get up. And I was just like, Okay, Ooh, great. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you should have seen him before that gimmick change. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the surfer outfit. Oh man. <laughs> I don't think he, he had like a stings thing going. Yeah, he, really? he was a surfer. He used Wait. to come out with a surfboard and everything. He was the surfing dynamic dude. <laughs> so he was the surfer version of Cora Jade? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me he can't surf and he just carries the surfboard and runs around the ring? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. You, hold on. You're blowing my mind right now. Is that is that why his name's Sandman? No way. There you go. There wow. you go. You hit it. <laughs> you hit it. No. I will never oh, look at this man the same it. way. There it is. Oh my God. Polly. Polly, come on. Yeah. Like that whole Inter Sandman stuff did not start until they ditched the whole surfer crap. Right. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> All this time, I thought they were just like, wow, this Metallica song's cool. Let's just make a guy that's named that. But lo and behold, we have Sting <laughs> oh, Jr. Oh, no. <laughs> Lex Loser, am I right, gang? Huh? Who's with me? Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, God, yeah, that main event was insane. I can't wait to talk about that. But I guess just first before we get into like the matches, any like general thoughts on what we witnessed here with this show? Hmm. I mean, I love old ECW stuff because it's so funny to see like guys that are presented that were presented in my original like wrestling run kind of like as a, like a kid and stuff kind of as like less than like yeah. mid card to nothing kind of thing just in their full element just going crazy you know mm-hmm. like you watch this 95 show and of course you compare tommy dreamer then to tommy dreamer in like circa 2009 where he's just doing bumps on ecw sci-fi and you're like oh you know yeah. what I mean? Like just disappointing that you see him in this show and you're like, oh my God, this guy was crazy over. And he had such a cool look. Like mm-hmm. it was just so different. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, that's like going back and watching this is like, it's crazy to see like a lot of these guys, like seeing Gang Grill out there. That was crazy. And like and seeing what he's doing is like, damn. <laughs> like you didn't get to see a lot of this in WWF. Like, <laughs> right. It was. It was kind of similar in some ways, but also very different. But um, we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, so I guess I, I should have asked: When did you guys? Were you guys familiar with this era of ECW, or like did you follow it, or have you like gone back and watched a lot of this stuff, or are you kind of coming into this like pretty cold? I grew up with this. Yeah. So I was like, I remember watching this a lot of this like as it happened, you know, on like net like te- on like like syndication and getting the episodes out here on like a Sunday after Sunday morning mm-hmm. after, after superstars, <laughs> not to watch ECW. Right. So, but, yeah, so that's how I pretty much got into it. Yeah. So you don't associate it with, uh, like Marcus Corvon and, uh, Ezekiel Jackson and who else? Jamie. Nah, Noble. We, don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't respect that one right there. <laughs> nah. We don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. That, that, just, never, that happened. Happen. <laughs> never happened. Oh, come on, guys! There were some bright spots. You had Kofi Kingston's Jamaican debut. <laughs> you had you had Matt Hardy's reprise and probably the most the biggest he was ever going to be in that company at the time. Yep. <laughs> then you had Chris, Christian's comeback. Like it's great. Come on. There, there there were some bright spots. And I also got Matt, Matt Striker in his sweater vest. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We're moving on. Right. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Want to be Undertaker? Who was the vampire? It was a vampire. Kevin Thorne. <laughs> and um, and at least they had girls stripping, so I give them that much. Like, so there, right? there were women's division was just Kelly Kelly. Like, what are we Kelly talking? Kelly. About? Yeah. <laughs> women's division. Yeah, it was. God, who was it? It was like Mike Knox was there and like him and, and Kelly Kelly were dating and then CM Punk oh, was like, nay, you're mean to her. And that's what, that's what women were. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I came into this show pretty cold, honestly, like with 95. Um, I've watched, I mean, I've watched a ton of different matches from ECW throughout my time, like throughout, well, I should say throughout their time. Um you know, like, like old fat, like the Sabu early stuff, um, in the Coliseum, like in the, in the Coliseum, but I never watched this pay-per-view for instance. And mm-hmm. I was, anytime you want, anytime you get a main event like that, I'm just sold. Like I love hardcore stuff. I love death matches. I was fortunate enough to see the lights out match for Kenny and John Moxley in person at that full gear pay-per-view. Really? And like, from that point on, I went on this deep dive of just like hardcore matches like that. And I just, I, of course you stumble on ECW and it's just, that's where it is. That's where it lives. Like it's so sick. Yeah. I mean, there's no, you know, 
piranha fish tank matches or exploding alligator <laughs> matches, but you know, you got <laughs> Sandman ripping his shirt off in barbed wire. So that's, that's something. That's all uh, you need. Come on guys. That's, that's what the, that's what the people come to see. I mean, um, but yeah, like you, I've never heard of the show. Um, I, my, my history in watching ECW is pretty much just anything that's on like a highlight DVD, like the best of kind of deal. Um, and nothing on this show. I mean, maybe the main event is noteworthy. There's actually, you know what? I take that back. There's actually a lot of noteworthy stuff that happens on this show, but a lot of it is like seeds that get are getting planted for the future. A lot of debuts and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of like storyline pivots and stuff like that. And you brought up Gangrel. I was like, what the hell is Gangrel doing here? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in that instance, there's a, there's a lot going on in this show. Um, but uh, starting it off hot. We got the Broad Street Bully versus the New Jersey Devil. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. You, you, guys, you guys hockey fans? Not really. I mean, I'll go, yeah. like, I'll watch games, but not really. Like, I, I can't even tell you the last time I went to an Admirals game. Right. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Javon? Are you, uh, are you a pucker? I actually like the Rangers. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm a Rangers fan, so... Now, if you ask me, like, what's icing, couldn't tell you. Right. <laughs> the, uh, so the bully here, the crowd's hot for the bully, because obviously they're in Philly, uh, and they hate the devil because he's New Jersey, and I guess fuck New Jersey people. Um, so it's a hockey, it's, it's a dumb little, I don't even know if it's, like, a, <laughs> technically the first match or if it's, like, a pre-show thing. But um, the match starts, both guys have hockey gloves on, uh, they throw them down like a hockey fight and they just start punching each other. Um, ultimately, the bully just punches them into submission and pins them. Uh, so the Broad Street bully gets the win here. But that's not the story. Uh, the story is what happens afterwards uh, because the uh, Paul E and 911 come out and uh, they say that the New Jersey devil is skating on thin ice hockey so <laughs> what happens well 911 gives the new jersey devil a choke slam and the crowd loves it one more time chant so he gives him a second choke slam like a big like uh-huh. big show like choke slam and then a third choke slam and then paulie grabs the mic and you can't really hear a lot of what he's saying because it's 1995 ecw but the gist of it, he's like, we've never seen four choke slams in one night. And the crowd's like, yeah, let's let's see another one. Watch- I was convinced this crowd would have been fine. Just watch this guy get choke slammed for three hours. But uh, <laughs> gives him another a fourth choke slam, a record setting fourth choke slam. So uh, that's what starts off the show. A hockey fight followed by some choke slams. Thoughts? How else would you want to open the show? I mean, let's <laughs> let's be honest. Like, yeah. like, like, they're in Philly, which is a hockey town. The Devils just just won. If I remember, yeah, the Devils just won the Stanley Cup, so they're in this. And of course, the Flyers and the and the Devils, I believe, are in the same division. So obviously, like, they hate each other. And then you, uh-huh. this guy just gets choke slammed the shit out of, and it's great. And of course, you get Polly dangerously doing his thing. Mm-hmm. and everything but i had a question for javon given that he he watched this you know grew up with this stuff was that 911's gimmick just go in choke slam and leave yes because of the name 911 so whenever somebody gets in trouble 
the crowd called 911 and he comes out, choke slams him, and he's out. <laughs> That's a great gimmick for the eventual ward <laughs> for the eventual uh wardlow face turn. That would be the perfect gimmick oh. for him. <laughs> yes. Dude. I hope they don't hear this because that's that's going to be tonight if they hear this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like his, his area code or something instead of 911. Yeah, um, right. I'm like half joking. That sounds like something they would do. But um, <laughs> Tony loves ECW, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're kind of joking about it, but I bet you that 911 is a huge influence on like the like the idea of Wardlow and his his like gimmick i guess you would say just come in do his move a bunch of times and then leave yeah damn. but it works i mean the crowd loves it for whatever reason it's just so ridiculous and so redundant that's like oh man he's not gonna do it again and then he does it again and it's like, wow dc dub if it becomes that uh it becomes that simpsons mean where he's poking him he's like he's already dead yeah. <laughs> oh man but the hits just keep on coming so after that we have a uh, it's Mikey Whipwreck versus Val Puccio. Is it Puccio? Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, Puccio. So uh, I'm not familiar with uh, Val Puccio, but this dude is a large boy. He's uh, he's, <laughs> he's as wide as he is tall. This Val, um, like legit. I think the comments. I think Joey Styles said he's over 500 pounds, which I believe um a heavy yeah. heavy lad but uh the crowd they, they they give it to him i think there's like a you can't walk chant or something <laughs> it's kind of hard to hear that's how i interpreted it but uh as far as the match goes you have val out there with his ponytail his ball he had it was like a bald head but a ponytail it was kind of badass actually um like paul Heyman now yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but here's the match you ready Mikey, Mikey Whipwreck punches Val in the penis five or six times and then DDTs him for the win. <clears throat> five stars, six stars, what are we thinking here? <laughs> oh, God. Let's see. I mean, that's on par with uh, Okada Omega 2. <laughs> <laughs> How else do you chop down a tree? Or in this case, a brick wall? <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do if I was facing this guy. I was like, well, is he going to you know, suplex him? No. <laughs> right. I just I agree though that this crowd was given Val everything and nothing at the same time. Like he, yeah. he was so he had such such like heel heat for just being fat. Like they literally oh. yelled. <laughs> they kept, like, yeah. like I was I was like, damn, you know. <laughs> but this was like this kind of set the tone for the night, to be honest with you. A ton of low blows in this pay-per-view. Oh yeah, that's their thing. <laughs> yeah. I'd hate to work for this company. Your, your genitals just getting assaulted every night. It's the uh, it's the Shinsuke Nakamura wet dream back in the mm. day. <laughs> I miss that. I miss low blow Nakamura. <laughs> I never want to see that guy again. Please. <laughs> Neither does AJ Styles. I'm... Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this? Yeah, Javon. So, like, do you remember Whipwreck at all? Like. Was he just kind of yeah. like a like a stalwart there at ECW? Like like was he just kind of like their, not like in a technical sense, but was he like a Gargano figure, like just like a constant face kind of a thing? Yeah, he was like, he was their cult hero. 
Mm-hmm. For real, for real. Like, I know people say, like, Tommy and everything, but it's like, Mikey was, like, because he was so small, mm-hmm. he was, like, one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's, like, a little kid, for real, for real. When you, like, go back and watch, he looks like a kid. So he was one of theirs, and he was just, like, the consummate, like, baby face underdog. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And so they, and, they, and they wrote that and pushed him to the world title, which is fucking crazy that it actually worked. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't till like later in ECW where he got crazy that they turned the heel and shit. But by that time he was older and crap, so I guess it it worked. It could work. <laughs> that gets you heat if you're just old. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're fat like, or old. Okay, you're old. You're not young anymore, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mikey. Well, I'm trying to think of like like a modern day like comparison. Maybe like a Leon Ruff. He was like very small and like a oh, underdog no. who you don't think, oh no. Yeah, like if they had take Leon Ruff and put him on the main roster and eventually pushed him to the world title, that's right. Mikey Whitrick. You have Leon Ruff beat Roman Reigns and then we Reigns, have, yeah. there we go. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> it's never too late. Hey, they always Mikey back. beat Steve Austin, so hey. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh. Damn it. Lots of people beat Steve Austin back then, <laughs> to be fair. Fucking Jim Duggan beat Steve Austin in like five seconds. So like stunning Steve Austin. Like I, I could beat stunning Steve Austin. Let's be real. <laughs> Any of us could. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you somebody that neither of us could beat. It's the Shah of ECW. Hack Myers versus the Vampire Warrior. Whew. I guess. It's a great. It's a great name. It's right to the point. Hey, it's, no room for misinterpretation. It's right there. It's a warrior. He's also a vampire. That's that's what you get. Uh, I guess, man, this vampire thing for old. Uh, what's his real name? God, it, it's like slipping my mind. Doesn't matter. Gangrel is his real name. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess it's it's not a gimmick. A vampire is it's a lifestyle. I think he's already had. He has the fangs in at this point mm-hmm. i don't know if they're the real ones i know he would eventually get real ones i don't know if these are fake ones or not but um but yeah he's here but this is before his wwf run um i had no idea that gangrel was in ecw but it was a sight to see it was like um because he's still a vampire but it's almost more like it's like less demonic and more like rock and roll vampire if that makes any sense yeah that's how i got it He's almost like the male version of Luna Vachon, if you had to like visualize it. Funny fact oh, wow. <laughs> about her. She, come, she comes to play a lot in this show. <laughs> she does. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. Uh, I wasn't sure if they were, because I knew at one point Gangrel and Luna were together. I didn't know if they were at this point. It seems like they were. So they actually um, were married in real life in 94. That's what right. I came to find yeah. out. Okay. Um, so when the commentators are like, you know, that's that's his woman, I'm kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of makes <laughs> sense. It's his woman, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very general way to put it, but um, right. that damn Joey Styles. But uh, so yeah, we got the Vampire Warrior versus Hack Myers. You guys familiar with Hack Myers, the Shah? I had, I hadn't really heard much of him or seen much of him before this, so it was fun. It was cool. He seems like he's over as a as a baby face and stuff. He, for he sure. is so over. Yeah, it's he ridiculous. Was, he was yeah, and like 
he really wasn't that good. How <laughs> dare you? But He's I, the I, Shah. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Had my Tony Khan moment for a second, but... <laughs> but, <laughs> but watch he, watch but Rampage tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, he was so over with everybody. Like, every time he just throws a punch, everybody cheers. It's like, well, damn. Like... Yeah, that's I mean, all it takes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> didn't take a lot of work in 1995. You didn't have to do Canadian destroyers to get over. All you had to oh, do yeah. was make a noise and wear ridiculous like sweatpants and shave half your head, and then you're a star. Um, it was a much simpler time. It was, yeah. And I've you know I've talked about it before and watching these shows. I I had never heard of Hack Myers until going back and watching these. <laughs> Like at all, like you all, you hear, even if you didn't watch ECW, you know who Sandman is, you know who Sabu is, Hack Myers, who the hell is Hack Myers? But apparently he was a big deal, he was a phenomenon in the mid 90s, but uh, I don't know how much longer it lasts. And it seems like almost this is like where the downslope starts, because um, like I said, it's it's the Vampire Warrior versus Hack Myers, not a ton to the match. Um, You see a vampire do like a cross body from the top rope to the outside onto hack. So you got old Gangrel moving, uh, moving pretty well here. David Heath. That's his real name. I got old big Dave boy. Oh, yeah. um, moving around really well. And then ultimately he hits the, uh, the DDT, which I think you would eventually call the impaler. I don't know if he was calling it that at this point, but the impaler DDT onto hack Myers for the win. And, you know, if you're just coming into this cold, you might be like, wow, who cares about that? But hack Myers doesn't lose. At this point, I mean, like we say, he's a, he's a big he he's he's the Undertaker of 1995. Let me tell you, <laughs> this guy, this is a, this is truly a WrestleMania 30 moment. Uh, you have the Vampire Warrior comes in, beats Hack Myers, and then um, I don't know how long Vampire stays around or if he does at all or if this is just a one off. But uh, yeah, kind of a rough match. But what what you guys think about it? Yeah, it was rough. All right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, I mean, but I mean, it won't because of the vampire warrior, though. He tried, like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, he tried. Yeah. Like, once you get past Hack's punches, it ain't much left, right? Really yeah, <laughs> Gangrel was doing his thing, but let's be honest, though, that's pretty good booking. I mean, you have this, you have this vampire warrior debut, not debut, but you have him starting out. He gets a big win over a face. Now you've established him as a future heel player, and then, then yeah. he comes out and does some more crazy shit later on mm-hmm. oh yeah don't worry folks we're not done with the right. vampire warrior by any means <laughs> um so after that it's almost like a prelude to his main deal here so after that it cuts to uh tommy dreamer and stevie richards like going back and forth they're like ringside talking yelling at each other about something and this is during the whole feud with uh you have dreamer versus raven basically and you have the whole Beulah McGillicuddy storyline element, how they were all like, they knew each other in summer camp, whatever. Um, and Tommy yeah. didn't like her because she was fat and now she's pretty. And now Raven has Beulah. I don't know how Tommy's supposed to be the baby face here, but um, <laughs> whatever. I guess, you know, in 1995, that's a baby face. Um, this is a crowd that was yelling at a guy for being fat and old. But, <laughs> right. Um, and, and, and Stevie Richards. So there's like this whole, I don't know if it's the flock. But it might as well be. It's Raven, Stevie Richards, the Pitbulls, and Beulah. So you got Richards out there basically representing Raven, going back and forth with Tommy Dreamer. 
And uh, apparently Stevie, he thinks that the vampire warrior now is a part of that faction. But the vampire says, hey, no, I just came here to make sure that Tommy got his hands off my woman. His woman being Luna Vachon. And uh, for context, the last show um, that ECW put on uh, is where Luna debuted. And she debuted in the main event to help save Tommy Dreamer. And uh, so Tommy and Luna were in the ring. They cleaned house and then they just made out in the middle of the ring. Um, Because that's what we do here. And uh, so I guess she's cheating on uh, Gangrel with Tommy Dreamer. What what a what a love triangle we got here. Um, (laughs) It's colorful. But um, so that's why Vampire Warrior is here to, I guess, get revenge on Tommy for this. But uh, Luna. Apparently, I don't know who she's supposed to be siding with because it seems like she's more leaning towards Tommy here because uh, Vampire Warrior, this is is like all before the match. Vampire Warrior and Tommy Dreamer are kind of going at it. But then Luna uh, hits Warrior in the back with a steel chair. So, uh, but Vampire completely no-sells it and just continues on. But I guess we have a match now. The Vampire Warrior versus Tommy Dreamer. So we got Vampire doing double duty here. But uh, so they fight in the aisle. It's very ECW. It's very like, yeah, let's fight in the crowd. Let's fight by the barricades. I think one point they even like go backstage or something. Mm-hmm. Um, classic ECW type stuff. You have uh, Dreamer getting weapons from the crowd. I always love that. People bring like skillets and. Uh, yeah, it's the frying pan, dude. Yeah. The frying pan. <laughs> dude, class. What other weapons did they? I, f- I forget that the crowd like gave Tommy in this match. Do you remember? The frying pan was one. Uh, I think, well, of course, they were fighting with beer cans. Uh, yeah. He's throwing trash at them. I remember that. And then I can't remember. Was there a trash can spot? I cannot remember. I don't think there, there probably was. was. But the thing yeah, I love about something. ECW trash can spots, like in WWE, it's just like an empty trash can, like a new trash can. But in ECW, right. it's like one that's being used that's like full of trash. <laughs> full of like dip dip spit and condoms or whatever whatever people are throwing away at these shows right um so yeah and i think there is uh like steel crowbar is probably i don't know but there's tons of weapons very ecw um but eventually there was that there was that steel bar too right i think that later on in the main event event. no there was a steel bar Mm -hmm. i remember that it all kind of blurs together. Yeah, because it's just it's just a plethora of different items, and you're like, where are these things come from? Yeah, <laughs> so good, so good. Like <laughs> the mindset you have to be in. Like, all right, I got my ticket to go see some wrestling. Wait, before we go, what do I have around that I don't care about that can get bashed over somebody's head? <laughs> Mom, I'm bringing the spatula. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, I keep buying spatulas. You keep taking them. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then of course like, you get the blood spots and you're like, yeah, uh, it's just a matter of time. Like you're just waiting yeah. because it's EC dub. Like you're just waiting and waiting. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And then like you said, uh, Dreamer finally gets a skillet or a frying pan and uh, clocks the vampire in the penis with it several times. Uh, <laughs> we have, it's a theme. It's a theme, like you said. Uh, hits him in the face with it, too. Um, a bulldog on the concrete. But ultimately, back in the ring, they finally get back to the ring. Uh, Dreamer has, like, a, a steel chair set up, and he does, like, a step-up DDT, which is pretty fun. 
uh, onto Gangrel, Gangrel, and that gives Tommy Dreamer the win. So both guys are bloody. Um, yeah, so the, the love tri- triangle continues, I guess. What do you guys think about this whole deal? It was fun. I, it's fun, and that's all that matters. Like, if I'm going to an ECW show, I want to have fun, and and sure enough, that's what they gave us. You know, crowd battles, blood spots, different things, and of course it ends with a DDT, and you're just like, okay, cool. Like, it's to be expected, but it's also kind of funny to see how these, you know, uh, crowd brawls have kind of evolved, right? Mm-hmm. Because in 95, you get this where it's kind of like a path, like you go around and then you end up back in the ring and it's, it's great because in the meantime, you interact with the fans, do all this stuff. Yeah. While now, because of the freedoms, I think that were awarded back in the 90s with crowd brawls, now you don't get that as much especially Mm -hmm. with WWE, like anything with a WWE crowd spot, there are like tons of guards that are out there Mm -hmm. making sure nobody can get involved or do anything. And fans are more focused on getting selfies now than anything else anyway. But like, you know, I mean, even looking at like the shields entrances, like you have like guys posted all down the stairs to make sure that nobody in the crowd messes with them. And even at AEW, like you get some more interaction, sure, like when Moxley comes out. But when it comes to the the physical fighting themselves in there, mm-hmm. it's there's always like a barrier set up, that kind of thing. And it's it's just interesting to see like what twenty years difference makes practically. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we didn't care back then. <laughs> we just rode through the just rode through the crowd. Like you get in the way, <laughs> hey, yes. what are you gonna do? Sue us? <laughs> <You're> mm-hmm. <laughs> The, fan, here. the fans love it. The fans love it when blood splatters right, all over right. their shirts. I, I had a, a previous guest on to cover an, another ECW show, and they still own a shirt that has like somebody's blood on it. It's like a white T-shirt. It's like they—that's oh, what they. That's so sick. Which I would, that's so I would love. Sick. You know, for sure. That's awesome. Just don't. <laughs> you might want to get tested after it, but you know. Well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the experience, I guess. But um, yeah. So classic ECW there. Uh, speaking of classic ECW, we got maybe one of the best heels in ECW history here, Bill Alfonso. He's uh, yes, so newly introduced at this point, and I think it's the whole deal is he's like the uh, Bill Alfonso is the senior official. Is that right, Javon? Is that is that his title, or like the commissioner, or or like he's. Oh, so what he basically was, was he's a referee that they brought in mm. and he tries to act like he runs the place. So he literally right. comes in here and just starts now enforcing all these different rules and crap that try to make it more like mm-hmm. the WWF. <laughs> yeah, right. So no, he instantly yeah. becomes the biggest heel ever. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. I never really thought of it like that. But yeah. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, and so yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, he's, he's brought in and there's like this whole power struggle between Bill Alfonso and Todd Gordon, who at least on, on screen, Todd, Gor- Todd Gordon is the owner. I think Paul Heyman had taken over at this point, but um, yeah. Todd mm-hmm. is like the, the, the visual representation of that on screen as a character. Um, so Bill's like, hey, I, I tell you what to do. And then Todd is like, no, you don't. And then there's like a pull apart between the two. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Let him fight. Let, Let him fight. fight. <laughs> Here's a skillet, Todd. But yes. um, <laughs> but yeah, would you would you agree? Uh, I guess maybe Javon. I don't know if you both guys would be able to know, but uh, is Bill Alfonso the best heel in ECW history? Oh shit. Um. Hmm. 
or at least maybe like top three, top five? Oh, he's definitely top three. He might yeah. just be because yeah. like everybody just hated him. Mm-hmm. Like they, it was just like a, a straight up hate. And then once it, and it gets even worse down the line where he starts, he gets somebody to manage. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, oh, now I'm going to talk my shit and you can't beat me up now because you got to get through him. <laughs> it's like, because <laughs> that's what I think about when I think of Bill Alfonso is the whistle, the hat. The, yeah. Yeah. But here is like kind of like a precursor to that, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But yeah, he represents sports entertainment, and that is very much not what uh, what uh, what the crowd wants. Because we're it's either right before this or right after this is when they had King of the Ring '95, and I watched that show pretty recently. And there are a lot of ECW chants on that show, so right. <laughs> the uh, the divide is very clear. Uh, ECW is making a name for himself itself, but uh, yeah, so good little little planting seeds for the future for Bill Alfonso there. Um, yeah. But speaking about, you know, ECW, WWF, and even WCW and how they all interact, we got a representation of that here with Jim Steele. What's your guys' favorite Jim Steele match? It's not so much a match as as it is a a mistaking ultimate warrior for Jim Steele and pretending like, oh, I met him in the parking lot. <laughs> I met Warrior in the parking lot. Oh. That's the, that was where my mind went the entire time. I was like, bro, where did they get this guy? For the great value ultimate warrior. What are we doing? <laughs> Just like a, a guy that's vaguely jacked and has long hair. So yeah, you're the ultimate warrior, I guess. <laughs> I love it though. I love it though. And then of course, oh God. Oh geez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kyle. You go. No. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no. Because <laughs> there's a lot of meat on this bone. Let me tell you. Um <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. I don't know how familiar you guys are with WCW back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is Jav- this is Javon's favorite thing. He loves old crap. WCW. WCW. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, Javon. The word on the street is that you're a huge fan of the Renegade. Are you familiar with the Renegade? <laughs> yeah, he is. I was. Real talk, like I was so mad it won't the Ultimate Warrior when I was a kid. Like, did you think they it was the Ultimate there, Warrior? Like, this shit up uh, so much. I'm like, oh uh, man, uh, they got the Warrior. It's about to be on. Nope, the fucking Renegade. <laughs> if there was ever a thing that was great value, it was the Renegade. <laughs> At what point did you realize that it was not the Ultimate Warrior? Do you remember that moment the in time? Mo- the moment he ran out, we knew <laughs> you couldn't even fool. You couldn't even fool. It was like the moment he parted the curtains. He's like, "That's not him." Oh man, <laughs> who is this? Dude, what in the world? Like, but even like- though it was crazy, like because back in the day, everybody thought you know the warrior was dead anyway, and it was a fake warrior. <laughs> mm. I see. So we really thought, well, shit, people started thinking like, well, maybe this is the fake warrior. Nah. <laughs> this was some, it was nah, man. This was terrible. You guys thought it was like a fake Undertaker angle, but with the ultimate warrior? Bro? Come on. A fake diesel, no, fake razor yo, I'm telling you some real, I'm telling you for real, like, I can't remember. WrestleMania 8, right? right? When the warrior came back, everybody thought that was a fake warrior. Was it not? It won't. It was, it was a real really one. He just lost weight. 
He yeah. literally just lost weight. That's it. But everybody's like, no, oh, that's not him. He's too small to be the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> he got a haircut. He got a bob. Like, the warrior don't have a bob. This is a fake. <laughs> it's a phony. At that point, he's just warrior. There's nothing ultimate. Warrior. <laughs> the vampire warrior is more ultimate than this guy. But, uh... <laughs> So, so to summarize here, where we are, like in this moment in 1995, we have the ultimate warrior who's not really wrestling at this point, but he exists, uh, unfortunately. And then we have the renegade <laughs> and WCW and now an ECW. We got Jim Steele, who is, who is, and I quote from this show, a warrior of ultimate proportions. <laughs> that one that's great though <laughs> well do you, it was the whole like encyclopedia it was a weird like encyclopedia like yes, transition yes. from match to match i don't know what was going on i was like wait are we are we seeing the real i thought i was like wait is this the real ultimate warrior because uh <laughs> what what is ultimate warrior's real name i forget i mean now it's like warrior it was, i think he eventually um, changed it to it but it was it was jim hellwig jim hellwig yes so, but I, when I was watching the show, I for, I forgot what his name was, but I, I thought his first name was Jim. So I was like, "Wait, is this just Ultimate Warrior wrestling under his his real name?" So I was like, "Wait, we're gonna see Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> we got Gangrel. Now we have Ultimate Warrior. What what is what is this?" Um, but it, it just like you when you were when you were younger, Javon. Uh, I was expecting the Ultimate Warrior, and I got this bullshit that we got in front of our screen. <laughs> so I, I felt your pain. I, I can sympathize. Hey. He looks more of the warrior than the renegade. <laughs> you know what? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. The renegade had his stupid bangs and his ridiculous paint and his paint. <laughs> he, he, he runs like this, like it's everything. <laughs> runs like he has a stick up his ass, this renegade. At least Jim Steele seemed like more of an actor. I don't know. Um, but I did some research on this Jim Steele fella. Uh, apparently. I mean, his Wikipedia is very short. There's not a lot to get into, but uh, apparently he's a, he's a WCW power plant uh, product. So I guess he he started in WCW. Don't know if he did anything, if he did like enhancement stuff or what it is, or if he did, if he even made it that far. Um, but he would go on to like work in Japan a little bit, but ultimately didn't really amount to much. Um, but he's here right now in ECW. Uh, they figure, hey, well, WCW can rip off the Ultimate Warrior. Why not? Why can't we? <laughs> so uh, the match. Oh, by the way, Jim Steele, he's facing 911. So we <laughs> we know what this is going to be. And this, it's exactly what it was. Uh, Jim Steele, he fires up in the beginning, you know, that, that classic Jim Steele, uh, that energy <laughs> that we all know and love. Um, it was uh, ultimate energy, some may say, but uh, he he runs towards nine one one, who's on the opposite corner of the ring. Nine one one evades, and Steel just stupidly runs into the corner and then gets choke slammed, and then nine one one wins. But wait, there's more: a second <laughs> choke slam, a third, a fourth. Wait, hold on. No, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, it was, there was a second choke slam, right? And then a third one, because Paul Lee has the mic in his hand, because he's with 911, of course. The third chokeslam is dedicated to that company in Atlanta. Uh, the fourth <laughs> is dedicated, they, they just said it, is dedicated to the Renegade. Uh, 
I think they said it. They definitely alluded to it, if, if nothing else. They basically said the guy that can't even imitate a decent gimmick. So <laughs> that's what the fourth choke slam uh, is dedicated to. But remember, previously, they, they had previously set the record from the most choke slams in a single night or in a single match or whatever. So now they're going to break that record once again with a fifth choke slam dedicated to anti quote bill motherfucking alfonso and um <laughs> because uh yeah, bill Super alfonso deep. yeah the guy is trying to ruin everything about ecw <laughs> that fifth choke slam is dedicated to so uh but as ridiculous as this all sounds there are huge ecw chants after this the, the crowd is into this whole thing they're on fire and uh Heyman goes out, he grabs a sign from somebody that says Alfonso is Vince's boy, which supports what you said, Javon, how he kind of represents WWF at the time. And then mm. 911 takes this, the sign and choke slams it, because why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, it's so, like, I could just imagine being there, being like, this is the greatest thing ever. Dude, it didn't take much, but the crowd was hyped for it. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on, on, on this uh, match, if you want to call it that? It's a testament to how awesome Polly Dangerously is, though. Oh, yeah. Like, like, it basically, if you think about it, it kind of, like, opened the door for, like, this, I mean, granted, the Forbidden Door is not a thing in 95, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of, like, opens this thing, because if if he had dedicated those two chokeslams to WCW and to the Renegade and then to the gimmick, that kind of thing, that would have broke social media for the night. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, just think about it. Like, if Twitter existed back then, it would be insane. It would have gotten over crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that's that's where my 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 mind my mind went just immediately. I was like, okay, so when guys like Brian Danielson, like they all you know reference WWE, and of course AEW does this all the time. It's like this is the same type of deal. ECW coming at WCW like this. It's just like this is perfect. Like everything works, but without social media. It's like it's only specific for this tape, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, ah, uh, it's like think about how much how much the greater scale would have been if Twitter was a thing back then. It's just just right. crazy to, to think about. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Javon? Were you on your rotary phone at the time calling all your friends telling about this, this ultimate warrior in ECW? Or do you remember this at all? No, nah, I'm talking <laughs> about the warrior. Uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> we. <laughs> It's, it's, the Renegade was enough. <laughs> no, no reason to share Jungle Jim. Like we all, like we, we're going to keep Jungle Jim quiet. Jungle Jim. Like. Oh, I forgot. That was his nickname, wasn't it? Jungle Jim Steel. I was just so distracted by the nonsense that was happening in front of me that I forgot to, uh, to mention that. But, man, I'm looking at these matches that we're talking about. And not a lot of them last more than like a few seconds, <laughs> <laughs> but we got we got to save all that time for the main event, I guess. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, after that, we have some women's match. We have a women's match after that. Luna Vashon versus Beulah McGillicuddy, aka uh, the Queen of Extreme versus the Penthouse Pet. Is how they were uh, announced. So uh, this big hullabaloo is it was, it was set up really well. You have Luna, who's on the side of like Tommy Dreamer, and then you have Beulah, who's on the side of Raven. So they're kind of representing those different factions, I guess. Uh, but the bell rings, 
and uh, Stevie Re- Stevie Richards gets in there and just cracks Luna in the back with a steel chair. Uh, equality, right, guys? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Beulah makes the pin for the win. So, uh, yeah, quite the match, right? Hey. <laughs> Every day, you know, it's, uh, look at how far we've come, right? We've gotten, you know, girls take chair shots in 95. Then you get Tessa Blanchard winning the impact title. It, it, it all, it all pays, it all pays it forward. Um, I also forgot how crazy Stevie Richard was. Like how, <laughs> how like he played his gimmick to a T, like just mm-hmm. running around with this. And then you see, you know, later with like the Raven mat or with Ravens match too. Like he's just so like, he knows his role and he plays it so well. And I think that oftentimes like we forget, at least I know I oftentimes forget like just how important he is to like this character into this, yeah. this little, this little time. Right. Cause I think of blue world order when I think of Stevie Richards and ECW, but uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he was going for here, I think it definitely worked to your point. Could you imagine right in this day and age, if there was like a show that had like the level of wrestling that this show has <laughs> yeah like yo like like really think about it like we done had like three matches all of them that ended within a minute uh-huh if we put that on monday night raw man they get killed <laughs> oh, <laughs> like we get ki- they would get killed as good as it is though because it seems like everything really like is progressing a story uh-huh it's not like anything just thrown out there just for the sake of throwing it out there. Everything that's happened is pretty much like kind of progressed the story. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. and it like it's it's been actually entertaining. But man, we would we wouldn't care. We would they would kill this on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> we did this like <laughs> you, you thought the Queen's Crown tournament got a beating for having like three yeah. minute matches. <laughs> How about an eight second match and neither person even does a move and it's only a man that doesn't move. <laughs> and, a, and a man comes and hits a girl upside the head with a chair. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, equal opportunity chair shots. The CCW. They were, yeah. they were ahead of the curve. And nobody's safe. The, nobody's <laughs> safe. But I do like, I like the antics after this match though. Like, Yes. I love it because like, you know, Luna gets her GDT from Raven and then Dreamer shows up and he gets one too. Like yep. it, <laughs> right. they're rated E for everybody. And then, <laughs> and then you get these, like you get the Pete Dunn wet dream as I read it down Ooh, uh, with yeah. the finger snaps, the finger spots mm-hmm. on Tommy Dreamer's hand from Raven. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, like this is so sick, you know? <laughs> and then, and then it gets a little suspect, you know, when, uh, when he handcuffs Luna to the second rope. It is going for that, like, don't kink shame him. <laughs> How dare kink you? Shaming is my kink. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, yeah, like Tommy comes out, try to make the save, uh, does not work because both of them just get several DDTs and hitting that head with chairs and their fingers snapped, like you said. Um, and just, yeah, like you said, the visual of Tommy, I think they're both handcuffed to the rope, right? Or is it just Luna? It's just Luna. Luna, that's right. Because she's she's on the outside on the floor and she's handcuffed to the second rope. Um, but he uh, Raven just, he, I, I guess Raven tries to hit Luna with the chair, but Dreamer kind of like crawls in front to take the bullet. So, yeah. like the story they're kind of building there, and it, like it was just a great visual. Like it's very like emo- you could see the emotion in it. And uh, the ridiculousness aside, I mean it worked. The crowd was into it for sure. Um, 
that's a common theme with the show, I guess. Just ridiculous stuff, but the crowd loves it because they're in Philly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to see some blood, then go get a cheesesteak or something, right? But um, <laughs> there it is. Let's, uh, yeah. So after that, so Tommy Dreamer was supposed to be in the next match, I guess. Um, it was scheduled to be a three on two handicap match, or no, I guess three on three, maybe. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be Taz, Two Cold Scorpio, and Tommy Dreamer versus Raven and the Pitbulls. Um, but obviously, as per the previous beatdown, uh, Tommy Dreamer is not able to compete. Uh, Hack Myers tries to interject the Shaw, remember, uh, mm-hmm. to try to try to become a part of this match. But uh, Bill Alfonso comes out and says, hey, Hack, you're not a part of this match. That's kind of a little <laughs> I can't do a Bill Alfonso. But uh, it says that, Hack, you're not a part of this match. You can't be a part of it. So you're out of here. Um, so ultimately, it's, it's a three on two handicap match. So you got Raven and the Pitbulls versus Taz, two cold Scorpio. Um, as you note, this is actually the, the debut of Taz. Because he previously was the Tasmaniac. He had the, yeah. the long hair, the the Flintstones gear, the, <laughs> the bare feet. Like he was the Tasmanian devil. But now he's like um they're building him as like a shoot fighter. Like they're putting over all his credentials, his judo, black belt, and all that stuff. And he's just yeah. Taz. Um what was the the uh it was like three letters, same attitude or something. Um but so that's a thing. So we got he's newly shaved Taz, uh, kind of a, a transition into what he would become, the legend that he would become in ECW. Um, and uh, Tuco Scorpio, shout out to him. I think he's still going at it today. Uh, yeah. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> we love a good Too Cold Scorpio. We love <laughs> He's got yeah. one of the top 10 theme songs of all time. Like, let's be <laughs> How'd that go again? So it's got that nice bass line, and I can't remember the lyrics off the top of my head right now. Yes, you can. But I Don't just lie to remember me. we we have a whole we have a whole thing, because um, each year for 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 Black History Month we do we've done like <laughs> um, we've done like you know we've we've reflected on African American wrestlers from history, and I remember uh, Tehran did one about Too Cold, and we played it as our outro, and it was so it was so great. But oh it was, yeah. It was, it was unanimously decided that that his theme is a top ten all time banger. Right, I'm more of a flash funk guy myself, but teach their own. <laughs> that was uh, a good one too. Respect, <laughs> respect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so pit bulls. So they got the three on two advantage. So the pit bulls dominate on Taz for a little bit, but uh, Scorpio eventually gets the hot tag. He's super kicking everybody. He, Scorpio has one of the most beautiful moonsaults of all time. Uh, hits mm-hmm. it onto uh, Pitbull number two, and then uh, Taz hits a suplex onto Pitbull number one. But there is a whole thing where like Scorpio was trying to do a 450 on him, but Taz picked him up and suplexed him. So they're like, hey, I was going to do the thing. So they have a little kerfuffle there. Um, but ultimately, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Pitbulls do take advantage of this, but Raven... At one point, he just leaves. Did you guys catch why Raven left? Oh my god, he was like, I was. I think Stevie was like, like flirting with a girl ringside, and Raven was like, "Hey, you don't do that." That's yeah. It's um yeah. So, so he, that, he was flirting with Francine, so that's the beginning of that. Was oh, that, was that who that was? 
Yes, because they because had a whole, they ended up having a whole little love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> a love yeah, thing. Well, it's, uh, to be fair, right? She has the sign that says, I love Stevie Richards or something along mm-hmm. that line. And Paul Heyman points her out and is like, some people have no taste, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, just completely joking her. And I'm like, that's hilarious. Um, you know, and then obviously Stevie comes over and they start talking and stuff. So that's why. See, I was kind of confused at that too. I thought it was more about the pit bulls than it was about Stevie Richards. That, that makes way more sense though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I'm learning so much on this podcast it's amazing <laughs> um but yeah the pitbulls they see raven and stevie walk to the back and they're obviously very disturbed by this um because they're basically raven is their master at this point mm-hmm. they uh i forgot to bring it up but at the beginning of this match it, it cuts to everybody's like on their knees bowing to raven the pitbulls and stevie are on their knees uh so the pitbulls or i guess they're on a leash some may say of uh, of Raven and uh, they go for the super bomb onto Taz, but Taz fights out and hits a belly to belly suplex off the top rope for the win. So Taz and two cold Scorpio get the win. So uh, it was more than five seconds, which is more than I can say about most matches on this show. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was fun. I thought with the storyline implications and Francine apparently debuting, which is a cool little wrinkle to it. So it, it was fun. I loved it. Yeah. And then, and then you get the, uh, you know, you get that belly to belly suplex, uh, the superplex basically off the top rope to finish the match yeah. too for Taz. It's so yeah. cool to like go back and like watch Taz and see like his, that aura around him, like that magnanimous, like he's just here to kick ass, throw you around and take names and the crowd like loves it. Like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we always talk about dream matches and stuff. Like if we could get 95 Taz versus like 98 Kurt Angle, like just debuting like the all American type deal, that would have right. been like a dream match. I know that we've gotten it, you know, sh- you know, in regular like tapings, like on SmackDown and stuff. Well, but, like that, that Taz's debut was against Kurt Angle in 2000, which is a little bit later, mm-hmm. but I think that's pretty close right. to uh, their peaks. Mm-hmm. Okay, Raven not fucked things up. We may have gotten it at ECW, so. <laughs> <laughs> bastard <laughs> oh, man that is wow how different things would be if that hey, didn't yeah. happen because that was uh what raven was a sand did sandman crucify raven or did raven crucify dreamer i, I forget who who was, who it, was, players it was there. raven crucified no raven crucified sandman right mm-hmm. yes yeah. and, and then the, kurt dips right he didn't even stay for the yeah English. he was like oh hell no i'm out <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, right. He, yeah. he called right. Vince in the car he ride home. Straight to his his loving arms. <laughs> it's like I told you about them. <laughs> Make the it's bad like, man it's like, stop. <laughs> it's basically, you know, what happens with Cable uh, Gable Stevenson showing up at GCW, like <laughs> same type of deal, right? Yeah. Not that he did or anything. That's not like that's not canon. But if he did, no. Let's make that. Let's make that a thing. Let's Dang, yeah. Let's spread that rumor. He got scared by the, the Matt Cardona match and just was like, no, I'm okay. Later. Later, dude. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, that was um yeah, that was something. I wonder if Kurt Angle ever saw the um when Undertaker crucified Stone Cold. I was like <laughs> Right? <laughs> Went after Stephanie McMahon. Like. Oh man, that's like one of my first memories of wrestling. That gave me nightmares for years. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it is what it is. But uh, after that, so a match that was scheduled was uh, at the ECW Tag Team Championship. We have the champions, the public enemy versus Axel Rotten and a mystery partner. Um, and uh, Axel, he gets on the mic. Axel Rotten's like one of the only guys that could cut a promo at this point in ECW, <laughs> um, which isn't right. saying much, but he's, he's a level above everybody else. But he's, he's on the mic. He has his, uh, his barbed wire bat, and he's like, the only guy worthy of being my partner is my brother, Ian Rotten. And uh, are you guys familiar with the battles between Axel Rotten and Ian Rotten? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's because um, I think the show Crazy. after this is the Taipei Deathmatch. Deathmatch, yeah. Which <laughs> is the one where they have like glass taped to their wrist tape. Right. That's like one of the most right. bloody mm-hmm. battles that's yeah. ever occurred. Um, but before all before that happened, they had had several matches before this. They had had uh, uh, barbed wire bat matches, barbed wire chair matches. They had uh, like a blindfold match. I don't know. They had a bunch of wacky gimmicky matches, but they were all violent. They were all I don't know. <laughs> They're just it's like the nasty boys fighting each other. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, but again the the crowd the, the, those matches kind of played towards the live crowd i think more so than people watching on tape because the, again it's a lot of crowd interaction a lot of fighting in the crowd lots of blood all that blood and gore that the crowd is hungry hungry for so um and they gave it to him but here um axel's swerving us and now ian's gonna be his partner but wait bill alfonso is back and he's reminding them that they uh, a few months ago, had a tag team match where Ian and Axel were teaming together, and the 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 stipulation was whoever lost that tag match could no longer team together. Um, and of course, the Rottens lost that match, therefore they couldn't team together. And then they had all those matches against each other, and that's how that's all kind of played out. Um, right. Which I mean, Bill Alfonso is kind of in the right here. I mean, that's kind of is that is yeah. what happened. <laughs> you got to bring some sort of sanctity to this company. Um, but yeah, Bill's like yeah, if you team together i'm gonna shut down this show and then uh crowd hates it big ecw chance but axel's like well i'm gonna give you guys your money's worth and if i can't fight the public enemy i'm gonna fight my brother and then he just slugs ian who was gonna be his partner <laughs> and then they fucking fight into the crowds like wow we're back to this um but then uh so the, the rottens scurry off into the crowd fighting each other which leaves the public enemy in the ring uh, alone. Uh, so they're doing the day. You guys, did you guys like the public enemy? Nah, not like this whole deal, right? Come on, come on Javon. Read the thumbnail. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't like it then. <laughs> Dude, nobody, everybody that I've had on my podcast talk about ECW. Everybody hates the public enemy. I there's just some good fun loving guys just just dancing, right? Well, I, I'll say this. I love the public enemy. I just hated the dance. <laughs> I just hated wow. the hand waving. That it gave that gave me some like that made me think of somebody that WWF would have and that's some stuff they would do. Are you serious? Jungle Boys <laughs> right there. Huh? <laughs> Jungle Boys right there. Oh, there it is, and I hate it for him too. Yeah, guys, come on, the don't, reprise yeah. 2022. <laughs> like, he came to Norfolk, don't pretend like you weren't dancing along with him. 
Come on, yeah, exactly, Javon. I won't. <laughs> I was watching all of you. <laughs> Such a heel, a heel through and through. Oh gosh. Oh god. Well, the public enemy, much to your chagrin, Javon, is that they're dancing. Uh, the yeah. hop stepper, the classic stuff. But then, good song though. It is. Um, but apparently, New Jack didn't like the song because him and Mustafa debut here of the Gangsters. A uh, big, yes. big moment because they would be huge in ECW. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gangsters rush the ring, attack the public enemy with steel pipes. Um, bloody both Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge. They're both bloody. Uh, they set up a table in the ring. Uh, the gangsters do, and they like put Rocco Rock on the table. I guess the, they wanted to do something off the top rope onto him, but Rocco Rock is a big fella. Uh, so the table <laughs> just cut caved under him. Uh, <laughs> So, but yes. it was like, I think if I remember correctly, it was just like one leg of it, like caved. So New Jack was right. like, ah, uh, let's go to the top rope anyways and do a splash. And he did. And it looked fine. Um, so puts Rock on Rock through the half table. And, but then to quote Joey Styles, uh, Philadelphia's finest, uh, <laughs> the police, they come out and uh, arrest the gangsters. Uh, they both get taken out in cuffs. And uh, yeah. Thoughts? Well, I want to flat, uh, rewind a little bit to uh, to I think it was Styles, and he's like, "They don't even work here." It's like, <laughs> yeah, we we got it. Like we know <laughs> <laughs> context clues. We figured that one out. Right, right. <laughs> oh my god, it's so. But it it plants the seed. I mean, you know, and then it kind of foreshadows to to New Jack's real life problems later on and, yeah. and stuff but it also breeds uh breeds that new jack awesome career that's about to to unfold right before our eyes mm-hmm. like almost killing that uh that poor guy oh what's his name <laughs> who was that guy he threw off like, Vic, Vic almost Grimes? Vic was Grimes. it Vic yeah. Grimes? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep that's new jack for you but we love the gangsters here. Like, you know, we love them. It's the gangsters, actually. Sorry, excuse me. Gangsters. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but, I miss when actual police officers usually come to the ring and just hit people and arrest them. You yeah. don't get in arrest anymore. It's like they send those goofy-ass security and they just stand there, act like they don't want to grab nobody. Nah, back in the day, the cops <laughs> hey, come Hey, please stop. Bet. Let's go. Hey. I'm gonna handcuff right. you. Let's go. <laughs> no, that that's a good point though. Like, like think about the effect that like the cops had on like Steve Austin's, you know, right. arrested yeah. and and stuff like that. Like it adds that extra layer of authenticity. Or the NWO too. Those, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, like that to me just makes such a difference. And now you get like guys like enhancement talent that wear security right. shirts and they just get in the yeah. middle of it. It's just like ah, just just get thrown around and everything, and it's like, well, what's the point of having security if they get if they're gonna get beat up every time? If they're little bitch <laughs> boys, what what do you need right. for? Right, exactly. Wasn't like just... MJF a security guy at some point? Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, like Bobby Roode, I think he was one. Like like early, like way back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. it's just funny, like those little Easter eggs that used like Keith Lee was one, although yeah, that's a legit security guard. Um, yeah, true. true. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that sets up the uh, the gangsters 
and the public enemy. And I think they would go on to have a pretty significant feud uh, to finish out the year. But uh, well, that brings us to the main event. We got the uh, <laughs> got the ECW World Heavyweight Title on the line in a barbed wire match. The uh, the champion of the Sandman versus Cactus Jack. Phew, uh, I don't even so to set the scene for anybody unaware of what a barbed wire match is, it's they replace the ropes with barbed wire. So I guess it's it's what is that? Is that what AEW did or did they have ropes plus barbed wire? So, no, they they had um, they like draped for, it over the ropes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they had it wrapped around them, if I remember correctly, for the explosion. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Um, but here it's just nothing but barbed wire. Um, <laughs> God, it's just like, hey, what's the most violent thing we can think of? Oh, yeah, let's just surround the ring with barbed wire and make it happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Cactus, he gets right in there. He just walks through the barbed wire. He's like, ah, I'm ready to wrestle. Uh, then we got the Sandman with his stupid... Like she says, Lex Luger sweatpants. Uh, man, I'm and, never gonna. And he's got Jordans on. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's an athlete, after all. Yeah, oh yes. Right, right, right. He's he's a premier athlete. He's the world like, champion. Like, Jacob. that's true. Okay? That's so. very true. They, they gotta get that stipend. They gotta get that pay bump so he can get some better shoes. <laughs> Damn it. Checks in the mail. He'll get it eventually. Um, but the Sandman, he's like very very timid. He doesn't want to get in there. This is kind of early Sandman. He is not. He would eventually be like the badass, you know, smashing beer cans on his head. And we got a little bit of that here. He, he comes into the ring. He's smoking a cigarette. He has the kendo stick. He's he has a beer in his hand. Um, he's like the epitome of like, oh, he's the everyday guy. Like if he, he if he can do this, I could do this. You know, people watching in the crowd. Um, but uh, eventually uh, Sandman gets in the ring very timidly, uh, but he slides out immediately. And cracks open a beer and lights a cigarette, which I think we need more of that in current wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's, these a, guys that's a, a Moxley thing, right? Well, not maybe not now, but you know, maybe like <laughs> two years ago. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> He'll crack. He's just open the a... only guy I could think of that would do something. Oh like yeah, that. no, kick the guy while he's down. No, fine. That's hey. that's what you. Do. God damn it. This, this is the words of the hardest part of the ring podcast, not the canceled. Part of the ring. Canceled. Yeah. <laughs> It's over for me, fellas. <laughs> Moxley, can you crack open a, a Heineken Zero? What are they called? Like the uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, an, an Why don't we just something? Th- we could just throw them a Dr Pepper. Here you there go. There we go. Like, That'll geez. get over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Any, I mean, it is what it is. It's not. When I think of a barbed wire match, I think of Sabu versus Terry Funk. Right, that was the one that was in like '97. Right, yeah. um, yeah. I think that's when they kind of figured it out. But here it's kind of like, I don't know how many they, I'm sure Cactus had had some in Japan. Maybe Sandman had had some, I don't know. But um, this is definitely the early stage of, the, of this. And you got, you know, suplexing each other onto the barbed wire. You got um, just this loose strands of barbed wire all over the place and they're choking each other with it. Um, at one yeah. point, Sandman, he like atomic drops Cactus Jack onto the barbed wire, which, look. How many how many pairs of genitals have been destroyed just in one show? <laughs> like, what are we? No one's yeah. having kids. No, there's no little ECWers coming out of this show. <sighs> yeah, um, could you imagine? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Noel's yeah. still around. Noel's around, right? So it must not have been that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but 
still like oh gosh yeah and then like not even to mention but before that you had when he just dropped him on the ropes and just collapsed that side of the ring yeah that was like a, like <laughs> yeah. a front suplex right and just yeah oh right? just, just drops him out and just falls out like oh man like i cringed at that too i was like oh it's like because like I mean, I get, I get, I'm assuming it's real barbed wire, but even if it's not like how much could you fake like sharp, it's a sharp something, uh, just wrapping around your whole body. Like it's, it can't be good. Um, (laughs) at one point, I think it's Sandman. He pulls out like a roll of barbed wire from under the ring as if there just isn't enough, uh, throws it in the (laughs) ring. I think he sends Jack chest first into it. Sandman leg drops him on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Cactus Jack fights back. He he finds some wire cutters. Thank, thank God. Uh, and cuts some <laughs> of the barbed wire off from uh, from around the ring and takes it and chokes Sandman with it. Uh, then whips out a chair and hits Sandman in the head with it like three times, I think. And then I was a little confused at what happened here. And apparently there's like some sort of 10 count or like the ref kind of deemed Sandman as knocked out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like at this point, Cactus Jack wins new ECW champion, but oh, wait, Bill Alfonso's back. Uh, he says that you can't, the title can't change hands on a, on a 10 count. So the match will continue. Um, and him and the ref, Bill Alfonso and the, the ref for this match, they go at it. Um, but as this is all ha- happening, Sandman comes from behind Cactus with a strand of barbed wire, like a loose strand and wraps it around his throat and his face. And he, Oh man, this is probably the most brutal spot. He like has his face wrapped in barbed wire and just chucks him into the wall of barbed wire. That's on the other side of the ring. And Jack just goes cascading through it, like all the way through it onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but wait, Bill Alfonso now deems that cactus Jack is knocked out and that he can't continue now you can't the title can't change hands on a knockout, but you can sure as hell retain it, I guess. Um, so see he deems <laughs> Sandman the winner. And uh so Sandman wins, I guess. Uh and this causes Todd Gordon to come out. Him and Bell Alfonso again are like they're at odds. It's like who has the authority here? Um, and Bill Alfonso gives Todd Gordon a clothesline and then runs away. So <laughs> <laughs> then you have cactus just he cuts the cactus and he's in the ring on his knees and he's just wrapped in barbed wire like from the head to his toe he's wrapped in barbed wire he's like what's happened what happened and then that's how the show ends so lots of chaos uh but it's very ecw what do you guys think about it that's how you end the show cliffhanger yeah what happens next tune in next week (laughs) That's, that's true it's true, but it's it's like, I don't know. Like, if you think about it, like today, right? If WWE does those like false DQ finishes for pay-per-view finishes for like the minor ones from time to time. And they're like, yeah, you're going to tune in on Raw to see the fallout. You're going to tune in on Raw to see the fallout. And then Monday night comes around and you're like, am I? Like, <laughs> am I just to see like another run-in type DQ type stuff? And you're just like, no, <laughs> I'm uh, 
like I just can't do it, you know, especially after like the third pay-per-view in a row where, you know, MVP gets involved and Lashley retains or vice versa or Roman Reigns and the, and the bloodline get involved. And then you get this and it's like, don't get it wrong. Like that was a 30 minute match of just gore and great. And so like I could, I would have left that happy because I got to see like some crazy stuff and like, I'm into that. But at the same time, like you got to feel so bad for, for cactus and, I, and that's what they're going for. But with a main event like this, it makes up for the lackluster first half of the pay-per-view. But mm -hmm. there's also kind of a piece of me that's like, well, we still didn't get any like conclusions here. It was just kind of like a, a stopgap show mm -hmm. to build towards other things. Yeah. yeah. Little blue ball from the show. That's what you're saying. Yeah, you know, just a tad, just a tad. Like, I'll take care of it later on. Like, I'll take right. care of it later today, right? But in the meantime, I'm still, I'm going to get that ache, you know, right. as I'm walking around. <laughs> Those little stomach cramps, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But we also, I wanted to talk about this too, because uh, yes. we were talking about, you know, fun items, you know, for, throughout the show. Uh, let's not forget about the cheese grater spot for this Sandman match. <laughs> just another kitchen item somebody stole from their parents' house. And just... <laughs> put it in there do you think they like brought it back as like oh it's tomato juice on it i think uh, well i don't know if they got it back let's be honest <laughs> yeah you know what i don't know if i'd want it back i'd be like eh, i'm okay <laughs> it's got but, uh, sandman scrotum on it it's like wow well, i don't think we need this anymore yeah right then another thing too that i thought was kind of cool was like um you know, ROH is famous for ribbons, and so is uh, in New Japan and stuff like that. They're famous for throwing ribbons. ECW, fans were throwing trash and chairs into this ring during the main event. Yeah. That is so amazing. Like, like it's just so, <laughs> oh, like, oh, my gosh. Like, that atmosphere is something right. that it kind of mimics, like, what AEW fans would do if they were just crazy. Right. <laughs> they had the like, balls to do it, right? Right. right. So I implore all AEW fans, next time we'll yeah. throw our $100 <laughs> chairs into, into the yeah, ring. They're just trying to help out their favorites in their ring. So we can't hate them right. for that. Oh, man. Well, that brings barbed wire choke slams and hoodies to a close, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, with Cactus as barbed wire in his hair, it's your last visual. Mm -hmm. um but yeah any other last last final thoughts about it on the show in general ecw in general or uh, anything else did anyone see any hoodies throughout the show <sighs> man i saw a lot of toe slams <laughs> right, i saw right. barbed wire your money's worth for two thirds <laughs> like, where's my hoodie like... wow i'm gonna have to review the tapes because i think i might have been duped <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got the hoodie. So, if there anything you else, go. there it is. This is a hoodie, this is a um, <laughs> well, minus that, you know, uh, it was, it was, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of a transitionary show, I guess. Um, but in the, you know, I guess in a world of like buying tapes, you're always gonna buy the next tape, especially if you're in Philly mm -hmm. or, um, or whatever, whoever's watching ECW at this point. But, um, yeah. yeah. Fun time. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys for uh, for checking out the show and coming on here to talk about it. Um, great time with you guys. Where, why don't you tell everybody where uh, they can find you guys and listen to you guys? Yeah. So uh, so you guys can find us on Instagram at the hardest part of the ring with an underscore. Uh, you can find us on Twitter to talk to Javon and myself directly at the hardest underscore pod. Uh, and then, of course, you can find us wherever you stream your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, you name it, we're there. 
Um, so feel free to come on over and, and Kyle, man, thanks so much for having us on. This was a lot of, of fun. course. Yeah, for sure. You know, we'll do some cross stuff. Maybe we'll have you come on, uh, come on one of our Thursday shows, you know, if you're free. Be happy to. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Might as well. Well, I'll forgive you guys for, uh, for taking my, my original podcast name. You guys are lucky. You're cool guys. So I, there's no cease and desist letter coming your way. Uh, hey, you. don't, don't, don't worry about it. We took it from some English guys anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> we're both getting cease and desist. <laughs> don't even worry about it, buddy. We had to work. We had to work that out a long time ago. <laughs> oh, what a, I forgot all about that. What a trap. Yeah. What, what a, what a travesty. We ruined these guys' <laughs> lives. <laughs> Man, that's on them. Now the, the, the cream rises to the top. Is this? <laughs> We're like, we're, you know, we're just some of the biggest heels in the wrestling media, I guess. That's, that's what they say. <laughs> hey, that's a, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Ease this up. Guy. No, we're not. We're, we're, we're nice guys. Like, <laughs> heels. like we're bigger than Ryback. <laughs> Bubba well, Ray least, Dudley. At least there's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not Bobby Ray, Bubba Ray Dudley. That's your claim to fame. <laughs> That's the new tagline. We're better than Ryback. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, thank you to Jacob and Javon from the Hardest Part of the Ring podcast for joining me today to cover another insane ECW uh, pay-per-view event, whatever you want to call it. Premium live event. Uh, I guess it's not a pay-per-view, but it is premium and it is live. So, uh barbed wire hoodies and choke slams what a show what a what a low-key monumental show that this was for ecw uh in hindsight so uh once again go check out the hardest part of the ring podcast wherever you listen to podcasts all their info in the description below and uh check me out why don't you at apronbump.com you can find all my social media there Everywhere you can consume the apron bump. And you can find that as well in the description with everything else. So if you like these ECW reviews, if you if you're hungry for more barbed wire and Luna Vachon and uh, Tommy Dreamer hitting people with toilet lids, if you're into that kind of stuff, go to apronbump.com. Go to the episodes tab at the top and select ECW. And that'll bring you to all of the ECW shows that I have recapped thus far, starting from their very first extreme championship wrestling show, November to remember 1994, all the way to now uh, in the summer of 95. So a lot. It's quite the journey. It's quite the uh, lots of roadblocks and barbed wire and glass shards on the way. But it's a journey and a very entertaining one. Some of the most fun shows to talk about so go check that out as well as all my other full episodes check out the youtube and uh yeah where else that's about it i guess huh i, th- I think i've given you enough today I've, I've i've made my uh i think i think i've given you all of me so uh who's harder huh is it me or or, or the the t-h-p-o-t-r podcast Man, I just had a stroke trying to think of what the letters were, <laughs> what the acronym was for that podcast. Uh, good thing I don't call myself that. Um, but yeah, that's about all Poppy has for you today. So uh, thank you guys once again. 
for listening. I appreciate you all. I appreciate the support that you all give this podcast. It means a lot. And uh, if I could kiss you all on the forehead, I would. So uh, you'll just have to settle for this. Um, okay. Sometimes I just don't know how to end episodes. Uh, thank you guys once again for listening. I love you all. I'm hard. Yeah. Standing strong and proud of